there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. I'm here today with Lindsay and Dan McKenzie. They are full-time adventurers and founders of the Follow Your Detour blog which is a blog about inspiration, travel, and lifestyle, among other things. And I'm so excited that they're here with me today. I got to know Lindsay a while back, actually at the hostess stand at Champs Restaurant in high school, which is so funny to think back on. Um, But I have um, been following her and, and we've loosely stayed in touch and I just feel so excited to get to talk with her and Dan today. So thanks you guys for being here. Well, I know it's a it's kind of a, a long story and some background, but I'm just curious and it's um, if you could say just what is follow your detour and how you guys how you guys got to where you where you are at least um, to start on this this journey of follow your detour. Sure, it does go quite a ways back, and we'll try to keep it brief. Um, so we've been married ten years now, and that's really where our journey starts. Because shortly after we got married, we kind of on a whim booked one-way tickets to Costa Rica, and had no idea what we were doing, and went down there and lived and worked for about four months, and traveled a little through Central America, and that was just really an experience that laid the foundation for our marriage of adventure and traveling together and um, kind of sparked that wanderlust in us. So when we returned from Costa Rica, we kind of found ourselves going through the motions of the typical American dream. And, mm-hmm. you know, we got right into our careers and started working our way up the quote unquote ladder and right got the house in the suburbs and nice new cars and filled our house with all sorts of stuff we didn't need and you know the just the huge yeah. and um yeah kind of what you picture yeah and yeah. so like next on that little checklist was to start a family and that was my greatest dream growing up was to be a mom and so I was really ready for that and excited and um we had you know, done quite a bit of traveling for five years and we were just ready to expand. So we tried for about a year with no success. And so we started the whole testing and of course they started with me and went through about a year of various testing and finally discovered that it was actually Dan and he had a biopsy and this whole procedure that ultimately led to a diagnosis that um, is called Sertoli only syndrome. And it's basically a fancy term for um, the fact that he does not medically produce sperm. So we got a pretty clear no in that little journey. And um, that was obviously devastating for us. It was kind of this, like, you know, everything was moving along, moving along. And it felt like everything just came to this screeching halt in our life. And um, it took a while to kind of pick ourselves up. So I'll let Dan take it. Yeah. And I mean, this is really where the follow your detour idea started to surface in us because, you know, we were sitting there in the suburbs and we were really, really unhappy and we were going through a really challenging time. 
everybody, you know, there was some personal stuff going on. That was a challenging time in Lindsay's life. We actually, um, you know, lost a close loved one. And so things were, Mm -hmm. things were just really trying. And I remember both of us just feeling very stuck and feeling very, um, out of control in, in a sense, not really understanding what our purpose was and just feeling really defeated. And and that went on for a little bit of time. And, you know, Lindsay and I just kept talking and kept trying to work through it. And I, I remember we used to have this little coffee room that we would sit and, um, we had this big travel wall that had pictures of all of our travels. And, and I remember one day we were just sitting there and, and, you know, really emotional talking through our circumstance and, and something really clicked on, on that day. And we just said, you know what, like, this isn't a dead end. Like this isn't the end of the road for us. Um, you know, this may not have been our original plan, but this is just a detour. Like we'll still get to somewhere beautiful. We'll still have a wonderful life. Like maybe we'll still have kids in a different capacity or or whatever. Right. So we started really thinking about our situation and really believing that this was just a detour. And that was a huge and powerful moment in our life because we stopped looking at things as such a victim. And we started thinking, you know what, maybe God is protecting us from something or just opening up a new opportunity for us. Um, and it really, really changed foundation of sort of our relationship, our mindset and everything. And so pretty soon right after that, we decided to um, buy the domain, followyourdetour.com. And we, we'd always wanted to start a travel blog. And so that was kind of what we were going to do. And we wanted to share this sort of mindset and, and hopefully inspire some others maybe going through a difficult situation. Um, but that wasn't even quite enough. Like at that moment, we realized we needed a big change. And so we decided to pack our whole life up, quit our jobs and move to Raleigh, North Carolina. And it doesn't sound like. And will you guys just say, cause I reading your book, the, there was like such a funny thing in the book about when you talk about how Raleigh was calling. <laughs> yeah. So oh during gosh. the time when we're sitting around our house, um, Lindsay and I used to do this thing where we'd like answer random objects like tennis shoes or remote controls or whatever, you know, and we'd always have this joke of like, Oh, somebody's calling us. It's, you know, and so when we decided that we wanted to move, we were really trying to weigh that decision. And we used to randomly answer weird objects and just say, Hey, Raleigh's calling. Like they, they're on the phone, they're waiting for us. (laughs) And uh, it's 85 degrees there right now. And they'd like us to join them or something. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of, um, goofed around there, but I'm gonna throw it back to Lindsay to talk about like what happened to Raleigh and then how we ended up transitioning into living in an RV full time. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we were sitting in Parker, Colorado in our house and it was like 19 inches of snow on the back deck and we were just sort of ready for a change. (laughs) We both have lived in Colorado our whole lives. And so we just kind of thought, you know, we have this new perspective and this new, you know, detour that's really helping us kind of feel inspired and and motivated to make some big changes in life. And so it felt kind of weird to stay in the same place and be living the life Mm -hmm. that we thought we would be living in that house when really we weren't, we weren't doing that. We weren't going to take that route anymore. So we needed, Mm -hmm. we needed to get out, change our scenery and we just like a physical change to match the yeah, perspective exactly. change. Sort of. yeah. So we did in six weeks, we sold our house, moved all our stuff across the country and found jobs. Dan actually was able to go remote with um, a company in Denver. And I found a kindergarten teaching job in Raleigh pretty quickly. So it all fell into place. And, um, 
we got to Raleigh and we were just super happy at first. We kind of had that honeymoon period where we just loved this new city that we were exploring and making new friends. And, um, and then it kind of just started to wear off (laughs) as horrible as that sounds, but you know, you can change your scenery, but it, it takes more than that. You know, our life followed us Mm -hmm. and all these, you know, our infertility and all this news and loss still followed us. And I was trying to continue teaching the best I could. And I was just kind of, I felt my heart just kind of falling out of love with teaching. And I was teaching at a year round school. And so I had a bunch of breaks more often than just a long summer break. So we were taking all Mm -hmm. these road trips and from Raleigh within four to six hours, you can be all sorts of cool spots on the East coast. And so we were just taking advantage of being in an area of the States we'd never been. And, and it was these road trips that I just felt so alive and I Mm. hadn't, you know, it kind of took us back to our Costa Rica days of just feeling so close together and connected and free. And just, it just was, you know, like my soul just felt alive and that's all I can really say to explain it because I just loved it. And, um, every time we would go back and I'd have to go back to work, I would just like cry the whole way home and And I remember this one trip, we were at Lake Lure in in North Carolina and I looked across the lake and I saw an airstream and I just remember this like feeling of freedom and it just spoke to me, this, this airstream. And I remember talking the whole way back from that trip, trip to Dan and saying, what if we were to do that? What if we could get an RV and, and travel around and do this road trip thing full time? And He semi took me seriously and semi (laughs) thought I was crazy. So I started listening to podcasts and looking at blogs and I saw all these other young couples doing it. And I just, then I just kind of made up my mind. I was like, this is what I want to do. And I am really unhappy teaching and I just want to be happy. You know, we've been through such a hard season that I just knew I wanted to pursue what was going to make me happy. And so I think what's so cool is, you know, this follow your detour moment that we had back in in Parker really set deep in our core. And Mm -hmm. when she brought this up, like I kind of thought she was crazy, but then I was like, well, you know, we just did something crazy and it was kind of exhilarating and maybe, maybe a new Uh challenge would be just as exhilarating. And I love traveling and she loves traveling. So why not? And like this, this mindset shift just allowed us to say, you know what, like, Hey, it's another detour. Like, let's go, let's follow our passion. Let's do what we want to do. And I just can't explain how like powerful this has been in our life. And since, Mm -hmm. you know, this was several years ago now, but since then there's just, it honestly seems like the sky is the limit for us because nothing is, nothing is impossible. You know, if you just take the steps necessary and you just want to do something like you can take any detour in your life at any time. And I think that's so cool. And so, um, you know, we moved into the RV. We've been doing that for two and a half years. Um, and it's been wild. It's been, a, wow. it's been a great time. And it's that's sort of, changing, really. yeah, that sort of changed our, like what we wrote about on our blog and all that stuff. And we've gotten a lot more exposure. And so it's just been, it's just been an incredible opportunity for us. We've, you know, some of the things that we've got to do and, and experience, I can't even believe. Um, and so it's just, yeah. it's great. It's been, it's been really fun. Yeah. Well, and I, I just, I can't wait to talk more about just all the things you guys have gotten to do, but 
just like stepping back a little bit, I just think about what were, what were the fears and the worries? Like, I, I mean, I imagine it's like such a leap, like emotionally, how did you get there and what were the concerns? I think, well, I'll, yeah, I'll just start real quick. I think what's, what's crazy is how much we as people put stress on ourselves about what other people think, you know, some of our deepest fears mm-hmm. are rooted in things that we can't even control. And I know for Lindsay and I, we had just uprooted our whole lives and we had had a lot of people come and say goodbye to us and support us. And, you know, it it felt like this big moment in our life to move to Raleigh. And then nine months later, we were wanting to do something different. And uh, and some of that was rooted in in unhappiness, right? Like we just weren't, it, it wasn't maybe exactly what we expected it to be. And so we had a lot of fear in, of failing. We felt like that was a failure. Um, and that was a really like debilitating fear, which is kind of silly to think because we didn't fail. Like we moved across the country. We had a great experience. We bonded as our relationship. And so like that was one of the major right. fears for for us. And then obviously there was logistical fears as well. I mean, I had never even, I had never even been in an RV. So no, really, and, you know, <laughs> so, oh, that's, I, I mean, the one, yeah, I guess somehow I thought maybe you had, you guys had more experience, like, and I'm only just saying that just because that's like, it was even that much more right. of a leap, not knowing too much it about was. it. Wow. We just kind of kept saying like, what do we have to lose? And mm-hmm. if we don't do this, we'll probably regret it, you know, because it was just stirring so much in our hearts that we just knew worst case we go and we get a trip and we go on a little road trip and maybe it's a month or two or three months, but sometimes people never even can say they've done that, you know? So, well, and for you, Lindsay, it was even more though, because you were, there was, (laughs) she was quitting her, her teaching career to do this. So there was a huge identity fear Mm -hmm. as well. So, Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't have any plans for work when I quit. I just, I just totally took the leap and said, I have to just listen to Mm -hmm. this calling in my heart and know that it'll work out. And I'm blessed that I had Dan to help with that transition and his job. And, um, but it was terrifying because I only knew myself as a teacher and I didn't know what skills I had. I didn't know who I was at all outside of, outside of the classroom. So, um, and it felt a lot like closing the door on one dream because my dream as a little girl was to be a teacher too. And so it was like, oh, right. It, it was a major, major pivot in my life. And it was, it taught me, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't have to have just one dream in life. And at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you happy. And if that means changing often and taking scary leaps, then you just, you have to go for it, you know? So you do it. It was, it was extremely terrifying in a lot of ways, but like he said, the move to Raleigh was pretty scary. And then we realized hey, that wasn't that bad. And so it. Well, and, and I think not to interrupt you, but just like the funny thing about that Raleigh calling and all those things, there was so much um, that Raleigh did for you guys to like set you up in the place to be able to make that leap, at least mm-hmm. logistically and mm-hmm. practically, um, which I don't know, you think of the image of a detour and like some, it, I don't know, it just seems like that somehow really helped to set you guys up for where you're at now. Totally and so, did. Yeah. Every little thing along the way has led us to where we are. And 
And, and I think that's like the funny thing about life. And I think anyone would, would can relate to the detour idea because at the end of the day, you're always going to look back and it's all going to connect all those dots, all those questions, all those indecisions, all that fear, you know, when you look back over, you know, and this is, I think, true for anyone, you look back and it's like, well, should I have, you know, maybe done this or should I have done that? But if I didn't do this, then I wouldn't have met this person or I wouldn't have taken this job or I wouldn't mm-hmm. have found. And so, so in the moment, it's really scary. But the reality is like, when you look back in your life, it all makes sense, you know, it, and those dots really mm-hmm. do connect. And so the detour in the moment you just have to realize it's just, it's, it's a detour, but you're still on your journey, you know, and that your, your life mm-hmm. path doesn't look like a straight road. It's, it's curved and it's got turns and it's got U-turns and, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and so, so right. I, I, right. it's hard to explain, but when we started thinking about it, those types of moves or challenges as detours, it really, it really made a big difference in our life. Well, and, and I think as, and again, this is some of it, this is why everyone should read your book because you go into more detail than we can here, but there was a lot of things that like you got to sell your house in Parker and, and you talk a little bit about even just what it was like to, to slowly kind of to get rid of some possessions. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious if you can talk a little bit more about that too. Yeah. Um, selling the house we kind of stopped valuing things as much. And now we've had stuff in storage for two years and we realize we don't even know what it is. And we really don't care what it is. You know, it's totally Mm -hmm. just simplified our life and selling the house um, also allowed us to pay off student loan debt and was a huge blessing in that way. And so, and Mm -hmm. like Dan says, then moving to Raleigh and getting this remote job was what ultimately allowed us to get on the road. And so we never, you know, people might look back and say, Oh, they moved to Raleigh for eight months. Like what failures, (laughs) but we will never look back at that as failure because those steps were crucial in, in leading us to the road and where we are now. So it's the entire process from buying the house in Parker to where we are now in an RV every little piece has been critical in how it's transformed us and how the journey's just impacted us forever, really, and who we are as people. Yeah. Well, and how, for people who aren't really familiar, like, can you, like, what, when you say RV lifestyle, can you just, like, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Um, what does that even mean like on a day to day and and maybe how that's shifted over the years too? Can you talk a little bit about that? That's a that? really good question. I like that question. Yeah. So, I mean, when, like I said, when I'd never even been in an RV, but the only thing that I really knew about RVs was people took them camping, you know, and I never, I never stopped to consider them or I knew that, you know, older folks that have retired travel in a big giant Winnebago, you know, like I, I you know, so I knew I had that oh, yeah, stereotype yeah. as well. But I wasn't really aware that there's a whole set of people who have, you know, simplified their life and are enjoying sort of the benefits of traveling and the benefits of a simplified life. And they're just living in RVs and traveling the country. And um, so so there's a whole culture around it. There's a definitely a sub community, I guess you could call it, of full time travelers and even people that don't travel full time, but that are just really into this RV lifestyle and um yeah. And so we, we didn't really know it existed, but we quickly were embraced by the community and, 
you know, we've really met a lot of wonderful people who share very similar value sets, you know, where they really, really value their family and they value experience. And um, mm-hmm. I kind of got lost on my train of thought there, but no, I mean, we always say that the RV really has nothing to do with it. It's just the physical vehicle, but it's really the vehicle to this different mindset and everybody we meet on the road Mm -hmm. has this similar, like Dan was saying, these similar beliefs and the way they approach life. And it's ultimately like living for experiences over things. And we see people from Mm -hmm. all walks of life on the road and families of four and five and, um, just, just enjoying life, you know? And I think it's easy to kind of get stuck in the rat race and, um, fill your life with, with things that you don't necessarily need or that are bringing you happiness. And the RV lifestyle is really about just simplifying and finding more time to enjoy the people you're with and the places you see. And it honestly, it's such an affordable lifestyle too, in a lot of ways that, um, it does kind of clear up your time because you're not having to make as much money and kind of like I said, be in that rat race so that you can free up your time. And it is about freedom, you know? Right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the word that keeps coming to my mind as I hear you talk about it. And I know you guys have seen and done and experienced so much. Is there, um, I, I, I mean, where do you start, but is there like a favorite experience? Uh, I mean, or one of several that you can share just, um, and what it's been like to, to be in a different place and have this new lifestyle? You know, it's such a hard question because there's something memorable about everywhere we go. And there's something so right. It's really like an unfair question. Yeah, but. but there definitely are some favorite spots. Um, we love Glacier National Park. There was just something so beautiful. And, and Banff, they're very similar in Canada. Um and was that one of the first places you guys went? Glacier, yeah, it was. It was okay. the one place when we set out on the road for our first three months that we made reservations at and said, okay, I don't care what we do in between, but we have to get to Glacier. Mm-hmm. And it was everything that we dreamt it up to be. So that one's obviously yeah. really special. Dan, what else pops in your mind? Oh, uh, What pops into my mind is, you know, because of the blog and you know, some of the work that we were have been doing, we got the opportunity to host this travel show, you know, with Camping World. And there was just so many wonderful opportunities for us there. But one thing I can really remember is getting to skydive in Key West, Florida, you know, and just I remember as Lindsay and I were in the plane, just thinking like, how did I get here? Like, what am I doing? How is this something that we're filming? We're getting paid to jump out of this airplane. Like it was just, it's just kind of like oh this gosh. moment of, yeah realizing like your, the dreams have come true, you know, like I've always wanted to have an experience like that. And so that's definitely a big one. And then I think just kind of like, this question is always hard for Lindsay and I, because it's not so much like one place. It's more like these little moments that you'll get where you're parked out somewhere and, you know, maybe you worked all day and you, it hasn't been great. Cause sometimes people think it's all great, but it's not always great. I mean, you live in a, we live in a 25 foot RV and we're working on a computer most of the day, but then, then you go out your front door and you're in nature and it's, 
you know, you see something, you watch a sunset or something like that. And you just get brought to this like pure blissfulness where it's like, wow, this is really what we signed up for. This is incredible. And so it's -hmm. never been like one place. It's always like those small moments, Mm -hmm. you know, or overcoming some crazy adversity. I mean, we've had Mm -hmm. some stories in the RV that, you know, it's not always easy. And we've had some really, really challenging situations, but when you persevere through those, it's a, it's a real Mm -hmm. feeling of accomplishment. And so, um, well, and I imagine such a learning curve, just even with like the, just the practice, like how you, how do you Mm -hmm. do all this stuff? How do you pack it all up? I mean, I'm sure you have lots of funny stories (laughs) trying to, cause watching you guys on those videos show, you know, you get to, when you did the spot for camping world, you kind of show different RVs and you guys sure look <laughs> like pros as you review the, as you review it. But I, you're right. I'm sure there's times where you're just, just like anything, you just uh-huh. got to figure it out. a lot of misadventures as well, where we <laughs> can laugh about them now, but cried in the moment. Um, yeah. But we've also right. discovered that traveling is also just about like the people that you meet and the, like getting a little piece of the communities and just seeing that like human connection. And that was another thing that the travel show with camping world taught us was we were getting to talk to these architects and these museum curators and, and, you know, just get a little taste of the community and the pride of these different areas throughout the U S and, and see how different, in the different cultures and how different every state in the U S is, which I think, you know, sometimes we forget mm-hmm. that. And, and, um, some of the most special places are not the most, you know, the best tourist spots and the most beautifully scenic spots. It's like Dan said, it's these places where we got to dig in a little bit deeper and make a little connection to it or have these small moments. And, mm-hmm. um, so everywhere, honestly, has had a little piece of our yeah, heart. But. Yeah, well, and and I I think maybe it was on your blog or something. You write about like you, it's almost like you kind of over, you kind of didn't think much about the mm-hmm. U.S. just because of the draw towards international travel. And I know I can relate to that. Like sometimes can forget just like what's in mm-hmm. your own backyard or you know places that maybe aren't first coming to mind yeah. when you do your, your, your travel destination list. So mm-hmm. like national parks were never on our radar as, as travelers until we hit the road. And now it's like, we want to see every national park in America because they are unbelievable. So you're right. It's, we just are reminded that even if someday we aren't full-time traveling road trips around the U S will always be a part of our life because there's so much to mm-hmm. see just six hours from where you are, you know, short, short drives. So right. it's been really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and you guys, one of the other traditions that seems so cool that you guys keep is, is mm-hmm. the sunsets. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we're kind of just sunset junkies. <laughs> yes. it's, it's like sort of our way of wrapping up the day and having this moment of gratitude as, as we just watch the sunset, all these different places across the U.S. and across the world. And it's just our moment of like mm-hmm. quietness, even when the travel gets hectic and crazy and the logistics and 
the adventure. And that's our time that we can just soak it all in. And we just feel our connection and, and we feel God's presence and the beauty. And I mean, yeah. Well, and I think what's so cool is like the RV and Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay mentioned this. It's, it's like a metaphor for a lot of things, you know, it's, it's physically moved us in a lot of ways and, you know, also metaphorically moved us. And, and we've learned a lot of habits in the RV that we really hope that we can continue in our life, like taking that moment every day or as many days as you can to watch the sunset, like take that 15 minutes and, and express your gratitude. Like think about mm-hmm. something that you're grateful for as you watch something that touches you, or maybe it's sunrise for you, or maybe it's sitting at a lake or whatever. But I know that when we were living in Parker and we were in that nine to five hustle, like we weren't doing any of these things. We weren't, we weren't taking the time Mm -hmm. for self care. We weren't experiencing things around us and we really didn't have a grateful sense to us. And I think that's probably a large reason why a lot of our, we had a lot of, um, you know, unhappiness beyond just, you know, not being able to have kids. It was, there was, there was other factors, you know? And so I love what this RV journey has taught us about life. And I really hope that we can apply those things when we do decide to, you know, try a different chapter in our lives, whatever that might look like. So I I think about too, the, you guys talk about that idea of the dash and maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it right, but, Mm -hmm. um, to live your dash, I think it is. Um, I, I hear that's kind of a similar, but can you, can you talk a little bit more about yeah, that specifically? I had never heard that until I happened to meet this guy at a, in Mexico at all, all inclusive resort with at a bachelorette party. And we just started having this, <laughs> I know, this places, super serious yeah. conversation at the <laughs> bar in the pool. <laughs> and he had just lost his wife and he was there with the bachelor party and, um, so we got into this deep discussion and I wanted to just kind of encourage him. And I shared a little of our story and follow your detour in the meaning. And he said, that reminds me of this poem called live your dash. So he told me about this poem and it's basically, you know, everybody thinks no, everybody at the end of their life on their headstone will have their, the date they were born and the date that they died and, and a dash between the two. And it's, ultimately encouraging people to think about that dash and how you live it. And, um, what are you filling it with? You know, and that was super powerful for me too. And he told that to me. And so we think about, you know, whether it's a detour dash or whatever you call it, it's just a matter of being aware of how you're, how you're spending your time and what you're choosing to fill it with. And, yeah, it's living intentionally. It's it's yeah, going after the things that you want. And I just feel like I can I can say this because I know that I've I'm guilty of it. I feel like a lot of us just don't go after what we know we want because of this or that. You know, we're either it's fear holding us back or we feel limited or we don't have enough belief in ourselves or whatever the case is, but like everybody that you admire or who, you know, at some point they, they made a decision to go after something that they want to, you know, and all of us look at those people and we feel, you know, like, Oh my gosh, I I wish I could do what they're doing. But the truth is you can, and everybody can. And so I think that's, you know, what the live your dash is all about. It's what follow your detours about is just like going after life Mm -hmm. on your terms, you know, and like, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to get stuck just going through the motions in life and let, 
things pass you by and mm-hmm. and what's convenient or what's comfortable or it's it's so easy to get stuck in those ways and so just those little phrases are things that remind us to to push past that you know and it is scary like you talked about there's always fear there's always uncertainty it does take you know some faith and and a big leap but yeah and even it's when you it. like even when you run a blog called follow your detour like we still mm-hmm. are afraid we still have to overcome that fear and sometimes we don't and some and you know and more often than not we try to but you know it is like a daily practice you know mm-hmm. of getting uncomfortable and mm-hmm. right. so yeah what are the things that you hope the mess the message that you give to others or how mm-hmm. you can I know you touched on that a little bit but more specifically how you you hope follow your detour is an inspiration to other people. Um, well, yeah, definitely what we were just saying, but sometimes I think people just need to hear someone else's story that they can relate to. And we always just want to be super transparent with our story. And like Dan said, it's not easy and we still struggle and it's, you know, it's never going to be easy and we're aware of that. And, um, I think with life, there's always transitions and seasons and, and you have to just embrace those and not be afraid to just pivot to make yourself happy. And that's what we've always said with our being is we will continue our being because people ask us all the time, well, how long are you going to do this? Do you think you can do it forever? Or, you know, you have to settle down sometime. <laughs> we've heard it all. And we've always right. just told each other, we're going to do this for as long as it makes us happy. And, um, we're experiencing a little bit of a transitional period right now that, um, is going to slow our travel down, but we're super comfortable with that. And we have learned to just embrace change and embrace challenges and, um, and not let fear stop us from taking big moves in life. And so I think ultimately that's the big message. Yeah. I think the message that to, to, you know, to add to that is like, if you're not where you want to be, like make a change, you know, like if, if where you're, if you're sitting Mm -hmm. and you're feeling unhappy or you're not where you really want to be, like it's on you and you have the opportunity to change it. If you, if you set your mind to do that. And I think that's like, take a detour, you know, and that could be a work thing. That could be a relationship Mm -hmm. thing. That could be a new hobby. Like it could be whatever, whatever you are being called to do, but just go for it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's kind of our little catchphrase is if where you are, isn't where you want to be, follow your detour. <laughs> so, because that, you yeah. know, ours yeah. started with like this loss and, and bad news. And some people might experience tragedy and other people, it might not look that way. It's just a matter of making the decision to go for it. So, um, yeah, I'd say that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you gotten specific feedback from other people? I mean, do people contact you and tell you what your message has Mm -hmm. done for them? Like, do you have connections from that? We do. And it is like the most rewarding thing of just sharing our story. And even with my book, I, I don't want to say I wrote it for myself, but in a way it felt like it because I was just like dumping out so much of the emotions. And I knew that there was a message that people could take from my story. And so I didn't have a whole lot of expectation in writing it, but then getting, yeah, these emails have been coming in and usually like once a week I get just a super 
encouraging email of somebody who, who did, you know, to, could relate to my story in some way. And even though I talk a lot about like infertility and some of our personal stuff, it doesn't matter if people have gone through that, they find so much hope in the message and, and it's, it's just the most rewarding thing. It's what really keeps us going. Like we actually just ran into this girl in Costco yesterday or two days ago and we're back, you know, in our hometown of Colorado Springs and she stopped us and was like, I know this is going to be really weird, (laughs) but she's like, I follow you guys on Instagram and I just love what you're doing. And I, you guys encouraged me to just hop in my car and take a road trip with my dog. I don't even have an RV, but I just camped out of my car and we went up to Yellowstone and Grand Tetons and I just love your adventures. It's so fun. And they inspire me to get out and experience that same kind of freedom. And it was like that, it was just a good reminder that, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, in the blog and in our content and this and that, and, you know, our, and, and insecurities or imposter syndrome and all this stuff come through. And, and then it's like moments like that, or these emails just keep us focused on what it's all about. And, keep us wanting to share our mm-hmm. stories and our adventures. And I just think that's been the most rewarding part. Like Lindsay said, I mean, we'll definitely get emails that say, Oh, well, thanks for this piece of advice that I, you know, I, I purchased the same RV as you, for example, you know, and we love it too, you know, and those that's cool. And that feels really nice to have provided some information that can help someone, but it's really, really fun when someone says, you know, I resonate with your journey. It's similar to my own. And like, you've helped me mm-hmm. overcome X or achieve Y. And like, that's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's the best feeling so that you can have. So. Yeah. Well, I just appreciate the, I know the courage it takes just to put all this out there and what you've done and are continuing to do. Are there, other hopes for the future or ideas or, or things you, you, you have feel like are, are the next steps for you guys mm-hmm. that you know of or. Yeah. I mean, I think what we are hoping for now is to just continue to take a path where we want to live life on our terms. And, you know, we are like Lindsay said, yeah. in, in a period of transition and our future is going to look a little bit different. Um, from a travel standpoint and maybe from a number of people in our family standpoint. Um, But the goal for us is to, to always like assess what we want, what makes us happy and then make sure we're doing that because it's really, really easy to fall back into old patterns. Um, And so like, I think our, Mm -hmm. I think our goal in life is just no matter what to just continue pushing, continue to find uncomfortable, you know, push your comfort zone and just, you know, I'm just really excited for the future because I think anything is possible. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. You're such an inspiration. And I would just encourage anybody who hasn't checked out your, your blog to go to follow your detour.com. I was, I'll just say I was blown away by the amount of content you have on there and it was far more than we could get to today. But I mean, you, you have information about, tips for people who want to do something like this, how to finance it. There's all kinds of blogs and travel blogs and videos and inspirational Mm -hmm. posts. So, um, thank you for all that and, and for your, for your time. Thank you so much. We're just happy to be here. 
Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle at enthusiasmdiaries.com.